The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back to Go Start It. This is the podcast that helps entrepreneurs start and operate a small business. My name is Richard Anderson, and I am your host. And I'm here to help that small business or individual who has started a small business and needs honest advice and guidance to grow their business. Okay, so in our last episode, we discussed the first steps to branding, marketing, and advertising your business. We used a hypothetical handyman business for this exercise, and the operator was female. She decided to start her own business. Her first option uh, on the marketing side was to use Facebook, mainly because it was virtually or is virtually free, and she could reach her targeted demographic. She created a business page, and then she used photos, videos, and both written and video testimonials to promote her business. She then went to her family and friends and asked them to share her posts on their Facebook pages with their family and friends. She started to plan out educational content, educational content like how-to articles, helpful homeowner tips like when to change a filter, what light bulb to use, how to upgrade an outlet. We also discussed how only about 10% of your followers on Facebook actually see your content and that it's not always the same followers that see each post based on Facebook's ever-changing algorithm. She then, the business owner, posted commercial appropriate content on LinkedIn. She converted her Facebook content into content suitable for LinkedIn to draw in that targeted commercial customer. She also used Instagram. Again, she broke up her Facebook content into smaller pieces and posted multiple pieces on Instagram to get her Instagram followers to view her content. We discussed using the platform TikTok to reach a trendy audience. Now, even though it is trendy and it may not produce direct leads, it produces indirect leads. You have more eyeballs on you. You can do funny videos, you can do informative videos, and those all lead back to people viewing your content on the other platforms. More importantly, the average number of content across all of these platforms that she's posting on a daily basis is about eight to 10 pieces of content. And then finally, she joined a referral networking group, had about 15 members in it, met for about 90 minutes a week, and that yielded her approximately two to three leads a week. Now, that's two to three clients that she didn't have to go out and get. She didn't have to generate those on her own. And the best part of these referrals is that they were given to the client by a trusted contractor who now has already vouched for her reliability. She created a logo that was memorable, and she built her company's brand around marketing that people can relate to and know her brand represents quality. Now, she's ready to start delivering on the quality service, and in this episode, we're going to discuss discuss what methods work, what methods don't work, and how to set up your small business to succeed. So going forward, let's say that Sarah, the business owner, uh, has chosen the name Sarah Can Fix That, exclamation point, for the name of her business. She uses taglines like, got a leaky faucet? Sarah can fix that. 
Got a crack in the drywall? Sarah can fix that. Got a loose tile in the foyer? In the foyer? Sarah can fix that. You get the idea. She chose a basic name, but she'll create clever branding and marketing around that basic name in order to draw people in. In order to deliver a quality product or service, you must first determine if the product or service that you've built your business around is actually a quality product or service. Seems simple, right? Well, what I mean is many start a small business because they think that they have a product or service that people will want to buy. Oftentimes their business does not succeed. And it's not because they don't know how to operate a business, but rather because their customers don't perceive their product or service to be a good value based on the quality. So how does a business provide quality products and services? Well, first, set a clear goal for your business. If you have them, make sure your employees know whether you're focused on quality. Some companies simply produce products and don't have quality on the list of things that are important to them. Other companies not only claim quality is the utmost importance to them, but they can back that claim up with proof. If the employees of your company are aware of the importance you place on the product or service you provide, they will most often take every step needed to ensure that a quality product or service is what the customer will receive. The quality of a product or service takes a focused effort in order to deliver it. It does not just happen organically. It's a purpose-driven mindset. Can you name a product or service that you've purchased from a company that you thought would be quality and then found that not to be true? How about a product or service from a company that you weren't aware focused on quality, yet maybe you were pleasantly surprised by the quality? Just because a company provides or makes a product or provides a service, it's not inherently going to be perceived as quality. The customer has to decide this, and the company has to deliver it. So let's go back to our example of Sarah the Handyman. Sarah has listed a goal of her new business to provide a quality service. How exactly will she achieve this? Well, Sarah's chose to use only quality products in her repairs. Sure, she could save a few dollars by using generic or basic parts, but Using quality parts will ensure that her repairs will last. Now, that might mean that Sarah will need to charge a little more to cover the increase in cost of the higher quality products. But she doesn't mind that. She also doesn't she also takes the time needed to properly repair each item. This might seem like an obvious to many business owners, but not every business owner follows this same path. They or their employees do the bare minimum to get the project completed and make the most profit in the least amount of time. But that rarely gets them the repeat business that they're looking for, and eventually they would develop a reputation for inferior work. So over time, Sarah's dedication to quality, her dedication to uh, quality service, quality parts, will earn her the reputation of being a quality company. And the word of mouth will spread, and she will gain more business by simply doing the right thing. But quality goes beyond the actual work. It extends to the equipment a business owner uses, the vehicles that they drive, the uniforms or the dress code that they implement, all the tangibles that portray the mark of a quality company. A contractor who shows up in cut-off shorts or ripped jeans or a dirty shirt or maybe a rusted-out vehicle or uses broken equipment won't be seen as operating a quality company. 
And then there's the little quality touches that a company can put on their service. Whether it's a professional business card, a professional brochure or a website, a professional informative Facebook page, maybe a thank you card that's sent out in a timely manner after the project is completed, or at the very least, a thank you call to the client after the job is done. There are many companies to choose from these days. So what separates a good company from the average companies are the quality touches all around their business. Taking the time to map out the items that will show the customer you are serious about coming a, becoming a quality company will pay big dividends down the line. Throwing together a half-assed plan just to get the business off the ground is short-sighted and rarely ends well. If Sarah follows the path of using quality parts, if her company or if her equipment and her vehicles are clean and in proper working order, and she provides a quality service, when potential clients see or hear Sarah's company, Sarah company's name, they will associate it with quality. Customers who view quality as an important item in their decision-making process will always choose a quality company. Sarah's job is to make sure that she's consistent so that every client has a quality experience and can spread the word to their circle of influence. Now, as we've said in an earlier podcast, employees are a business's greatest asset. And in our next episode, we will discuss the first steps to hiring the right people. So until then, go start it.